Welcome to episode 10 of Darling So It Goes. I'm Pascal. And I'm Dee. And today we're talking about symptoms of a spiritual awakening. We actually um, had initially named this episode Signs of a Spiritual Awakening, mm-hmm. but we were just discussing how I don't like the the articles like 10 signs of a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. Yeah. So um, you actually came up you know, decided that symptoms is a better word. Yeah. And I agree because it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some things overlap, some things are completely different. Yep. And you can't, symptoms are almost like you can't control it. And it is something that Mm -hmm. you're, you're moving through and you don't know why you're moving through it. And you're like, why am I doing this? And you're like realizing these are the symptoms of why you're doing it is because you're waking up. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so much sense. So the definition of uh, spiritual awakening, and I guess this is Deepak Chopra's um, definition, is awakening happens when you are no longer living in a dream world where you filter everything through your ego and focusing on the past and the future. Instead, you have an almost simultaneous awareness of your individual self and the connection between that and everything else. That is said perfectly. That is said perfectly, and it really makes me think and makes me, um, like, you can't just read that definition or hear that definition and then just go on about your day. Mm-hmm. It almost, like, sits you down and makes mm-hmm. you permeate in it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's such a different definition than what I hear because I think we were just discussing about how, you know, there's this woke definition that, but it that has a connotation of more of a political bent but I think there's a spiritual that really we have to get down to being awake is back to that spiritual idea that it's not really about that it's about something that's happening to the individual themselves not necessarily out in the collective that everybody's talking about doing it you are finding within yourself your this this connection with source right and I think it's I think when you are doing your work inside, um, that is where your spirit, that's where the spiritual awakeness is coming. Whereas if it's, I think, outside like that, where you're talking about it and you're doing, even though I think that's good that people start to open up and talk about it, you can tell the difference when it's service, kind of like service to self and service to others mm-hmm. kind of mindset that when you're you're trying to work on yourself, you are serve, you're, you're helping to clear yourself to help others right you know and then that's where the spiritual awaken all of a sudden starts popping because I think it it's the chicken and the egg is it the spiritual awakening that's forcing you to start clearing your stuff or you're clearing you started clearing your stuff and then you're starting to spiritually awake do you know Ah, what I'm saying yeah because it happened I don't know how how did it happen for you I mean when you first started I don't know, honestly, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's not like one pinpointed thing that suddenly I realized, oh, I'm becoming spiritually awakened. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember things happening to me as a kid. Like I remember when I was, I don't know, maybe 12 or 15 in that time frame um, of years. I remember my grandma who had passed away was sitting on the foot on the foot of my bed talking to me and I was awake because I remember thinking to myself like 
Okay. I, that story. I haven't? No. Oh, yeah. Um, she was sitting on the foot of my bed talking to me. I was a young teenager. Um, I wish I had known then to write everything down that we talked mm. about because now I don't remember any of it, mm-hmm. you know? So that makes me sad, and I've never been able to... I think I try too hard yeah. to get back to that place. So I've never been able to get back to that place to have a conversation with her. But I remember that. And um, I won't get into too much woo-woo stuff, but mm. just things like that happened to me when I was younger. And then I think our car accident where I went to the massage therapist as part of my oh, yeah. chiropractic yeah. that where I was like, you know what? This is how I want to make other people feel. Yeah. That car accident, I think, was the catalyst to my spiritual mm-hmm. awakening as an adult. Mm-hmm. And being able to look at the things that happened to me as a younger person mm-hmm. and say, okay, I understand why that happened or I understand what that was now, mm-hmm. even though I didn't know then. That makes sense, yeah. And because, that's, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say, and now you are into an even deeper uh, awakening. Like you, you'll start going down these like rabbit holes of information that you would never have been open to before but you start seeing the connections. It's not like you take that information and say, oh, that's what it is. Like, you right. know what I mean? Because some of it's pretty woo-woo. But the fact that you're open to, to observe it, take from it what you see the connection in your life, and then you, you gather information and aggregate it. And you say, what is it that resonates for me? That's the right. same all along here. And it seems to be that everybody is coming to the same conclusion I'm finding in uh, the environment and in, in this time and in this place and in this space. It's the, the strangest thing. We're all coming to the same conclusions because we're all aggregating our own information and we all seem to be integrating it in a very similar way. That I find very coincidental and very strange. Which to me isn't coincidence at all. It's more the order of the realm. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like that just sounded very Star Warsy when I said it, but um, <laughs> it, did. it did, right? The order of the realm. But I feel like that. Like, I feel like this collective unconscious, this um, awakening as a whole is happening because so many people, like you said, are awakening individually. Mm-hmm. So that's what creates the collective unconscious where mm-hmm. we're all, it's coming to a head, like we're all coming to a common meeting yeah. place. It's like the hundredth monkey. You, you ever hear the hundredth monkey theory? No. Where um, they did a study where all these monkeys are on these different islands. So they taught one monkey to use it. One, when one monkey on this particular island learns to use a tool, then everybody else learns to use the tool to get the, the food that they need. Then all of a sudden, once it hits a certain um, amount of monkeys on that island, they go to another island that never knew how to use that tool. That island is doing the same thing. Then all the other monkeys are doing it. They're like, how is this possible when there's no way these monkeys have ever interacted from one island to the next, but they said, that's what they call the hundred. It's almost like there's a critical mass that gets hit that when there's information in it, that's why they're believing that there's a collective record or collective consciousness that once so many monkeys or people hit 
a certain amount of knowledge, it's almost like poof, everybody has that knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's basically in the, you know, you can say spiritual world or awakening world, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's no such thing as an original thought. Like mm. if you've asked the question, other people have asked the question too. Yeah. You know, sure. and we talked about this when we talked about um, Eckhart Tolle mm -hmm. is that once you ask the question, who am I? What am I doing here? That's the beginning of your awakening, mm. your spiritual awakening. Yes, that is because you're questioning. Because you're questioning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. So that definition leaves us a lot to unpack. So um, let's break it down a little bit. So I think the first point that we need to make is spirituality. Religions contain spirituality, but you don't have to be in an organized religion to be a spiritual being. Yes, bingo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think John Holland is very much like all mediums are psychic but not all psychics are mediums. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Like yeah. that is another one of those things that makes you sit down and think, hmm, and think about how that makes sense. But I think that all religions are spiritual, mm -hmm. but not all spiritualists are religious. Are religious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, there was a, James Gilliland was talking about this book He's that guy from Assetti Ranch. He has a couple books himself that he's written. He was talking about how once you, people start dabbling in like Buddhism and like they start exploring different religions, they come to a point um, and spiritual uh, gurus know this over time. Not, you, you don't necessarily, always, nobody should be considered a guru. I don't believe in gurus because I think they're at a higher level. You know, they feel like that they're above, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing either. Right. Because I think everybody should be, you know, humble and figure out their own stuff on their own um, with a little help from people who have a little bit more experience maybe or okay. paths that they've and just watch their path. And um, the he was saying that they all have come to this point that there's a certain order as people start to awake they they check out different religions then they start integrating everything from every religion and put it start putting together this base that they they realize it's almost like that is at that point that's when somebody's integrated almost everything because they're taking all the religions across the um the globe and integrating that in a spiritual way for themselves and not necessarily preaching a new religion and making it into a new religion, just doing that for themselves. And they said, that's when people get to that higher spiritual, um, awakening, um, point. That's interesting. Have you ever done that? Um, I think I naturally do that anyway. I, yeah. I, I check out little pieces. I like that part of the Catholicism, the incense part, because I think that has a uh, similar tradition as Native American to try to mm. um, clear your space, keep your intentions, keep, you know, bring ritual in to kind of calm everything down and keep um, good energy flowing. Yeah. I think, and then I take it from the Chinese, um, you know, inspiration of feng shui for your environment and um, 
you know, Eastern medicine. You mm -hmm. know, it all, they can, you can put it all together, but that's me. I mean, you know, some people might have a different take on it, and that's okay, but they're, the point is, is I'm not pushing what my beliefs are. My beliefs are always changing. Yeah. They're always moving, but as long as I'm thinking in the positive and in a loving way, I don't think you can go wrong. I agree with that. I think that all organized religions, for the most part, really are saying the same thing. Yes. Just be a good person. Just treat others how you wish to be treated. And then we'll be more harmonious. Mm -hmm. I really think that that's the goal mm -hmm. of all organized religion. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that organized religions sometimes can... It's almost more of a power struggle. Yes, they get co-opted. go within and, you know, feel it for yourself and learn yes. it for yourself. Um, I agree. So I was raised Catholic. I left the Catholic Church. I tried the Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. I tried the Protestant Church. I've dabbled with Buddhism. I ended up back at the Catholic Church because that's where I feel the most at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't always go to church as much as I should. Mm. I think that God still loves me. Right, I don't right. think, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that, um, and that's my belief, but mm. um, I know for myself when I do go to church and I sit through the mass, I do feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel more spiritual. I don't feel more religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel more spiritual. And I think, you know, what you've talked about is the going through the rituals and the traditions and understanding why some of the rituals are the way they are. Mm. You know, the priest at our church, I think two years ago, could have been three years now, but did a teaching mass for the kids who were in the um, CCD class or oh, whatever, okay. you know. Um, I was going to say Sunday school, but it's not on Sundays. But anyway, um, he did a teaching mass. And so the kids all went to mass, but he would stop at different times and explain why he was doing what he was doing or what this particular symbol means mm. in Catholicism. And I love that yeah. because... You don't always get that. You don't always seek that out for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if someone who, like you said, is more higher up, more experienced with where they are in their spiritualism um, can explain those things, it just helps raise everybody up. Yes. And I think that, you know, where I still consider myself to be a Catholic, even though I have all these other spiritual collective beliefs mm -hmm. that I've accrued throughout my life. Right. Um, I wish all religions would do that. Yeah. And just have an explanation, a more of a childlike explanation. Yeah. Instead of an evolved higher vibration explanation that maybe everybody can't understand. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Because then that's where you get into dogma, I right. think, where you're told what to do. And I right. think that's where you lose people. And I think people are not going to church because they feel like it's a dogma. I think we, I think, I think it's important for people to congregate. That's why you feel good when you mm -hmm. go because you're congregating with others. Their energy is around you. You're all thinking forward in this spiritual sense where you're connecting to source. Every religion does that. They congregate and connect to source. Very simple explanation. A child would understand that. Right. But 
once you start getting into like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. I mean, I think the there's practices there that help you um, help individuals they found over time probably get to source better. But it's I think it's an open thing. I mm-hmm. think it's it's for each individual um, to take out of it. And I think when you have a good church, they're pretty open and accepting anyway. Right. You know of. Um, what you're doing they don't they're not they don't judge you there's not a judgment there right and i think you know we all want that anyway as individuals yeah. so i think that's the i think they they are there for a reason you know it, mm-hmm. it does the what i what should i say the structure the base of it works right you know whether you congregate outside and you get together and you um Think good thoughts for someone. Right. That is almost like a religion experience, a religious experience. It is. It absolutely it's like church. is. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that. It's just the basics. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, that is one of the symptoms of a spiritual awakening is without realizing why you're doing it or putting a name to it is that you suddenly find yourself interested in Mm -hmm. another religion or interested in another way of thinking or maybe you're not necessarily seeking to change your religious beliefs but you're more open to what other people believe as well yes right and it's not necessarily a conscious effort Mm -hmm. it just sort of happens yes yeah it's like an opening because a spiritual awakening is an opening too it's almost like you feel like you could absorb so much information and then take up what you need to that resonates for you and you start to and you still you start to learn discernment for what seems right for you and as long as you're balanced and you're trying to keep um, your, the positive energy flowing I think you'll aggregate the information in a balanced way and you'll find a way to move forward mm-hmm. um, and that would help others and help you be a more evolved soul yes you know I like that so why don't we take a break here to grab a word from our sponsor and then we'll pick this back up when we come back okay okay so let's continue on with the symptoms of a spiritual awakening Um, now that we've talked about that spirituality isn't necessarily religion i think the next really important point to make or to talk about is the ego um so the ego like we've talked about in other episodes is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-awareness um kind of how you feel about yourself so um Again, Eckhart Tolle is what pops into my mind because he says, you know, you are not your labels. And so your labels are more of your ego. So it describes my labels, your identity. My labels are I'm a mother, Mm. I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm a Reiki master. Like Mm. all of that is my ego. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are just societal labels that we've given to people to describe them so other people know who they are. Good point. Yeah, that's true. Right? 
Um, but if we're talking about a spiritual awakening, I feel like you don't need those labels for people to know who you are mm. because you feel the vibration of mm. the person and you know the person from their vibration. Mm -hmm. So true. It's like I now can pick out people that I know. Um, like there's some friends that I'll have that are um, not awake and not, not to mean that's bad or good. It's, it's just... Um, I know what I can talk about with them and right. feel, and we can have fun and, you know, they're great to be around and it doesn't mean that they're not good people either. I don't want people to think that. I think there's just a path that people are following and everybody has their time and their place that they need to follow their path. Yep. Um, for me personally, I think everybody's going to have to find a spiritual path because I think that's what's been lost, um, is in, that's why we have such, um, an unhealthy, sick in the mind society mm -hmm. because we are so much logic and that's it. And I, that's not what it is. And right. so if then I'll have my friends, I'll, I, when I first started waking up, I almost would f sense like, oh, this person, I'm going to go talk to this person. I don't know why I'm talking to this person, but I'm going to go talk to this person. And then I'll like, I would drop something like something little that I was taught was listening to I'm like oh I just checked out this person or on YouTube or something silly like that or I say oh I um I bought some crystals at the store and it's almost like it was kind of like testing to see if they were if they were open to that some people like shut you right down they don't want to sure. hear it and you're like and you know what that's okay but I was on my path that I was trying to find people that I could discuss I didn't know why I'm like, I just needed to reach out and find those people. So maybe that person might not have been on their path, but that's how I learned to discern um, the feelings I was getting. Mm -hmm. Like when that feeling was really strong, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go towards this person. I'm going to talk with this person. And um, I don't know. Did you feel that way? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I wouldn't say that I necessarily tested the waters with people, but I think without realizing it, I started to pull away from certain people because it didn't resonate for me, yes. their behavior. Yeah. Um, and I, again, not in a judgmental kind of a way, right. but more as a, this just doesn't feel good to me. This doesn't make me feel good inside. Mm -hmm. And I try to honor that, like, how does something make me feel inside? Mm. If it makes me feel good, I know that it resonates for me. Mm -hmm. If it makes me feel bad inside, if it gives you that, like, oh, I'm just not sure yeah, yeah. kind of a feeling, then I know that that's not right for me. Mm -hmm. But just as you were saying, um, you know, you were testing the waters to see if they bit about, you know, like, oh, I went to a crystal store or right. whatever, you did recognize that maybe they're not on their spiritual path. But I think the part of spiritual awakening, one of the symptoms that's very important is to recognize yeah. that everyone's on their own path in this yeah. life. And maybe you are walking parallel with a spouse or with a best friend or something, but they are on their own path. Yes. You know, they talk mm -hmm. about people with cancer, how lonely it can be, mm. because even though they've got 
you know, hopefully so much support around them that they're never quote unquote alone. Mm -hmm. They're the only person walking that road. You might be walking next to them. They're the only person that's feeling what they feel Mm -hmm. going through what they're going through. So we literally are on our own paths Mm -hmm. and wherever that leads you, you don't always resonate with someone else's path and that's okay. Well, it was a good, this is a good example. So I was out um, somewhere and uh, with some of my friends and they were talking about an experience that I've been going through. And um, I realized I didn't want to, the way they were talking about it was in a way that that wasn't the path I wanted to go down. I was like, mm. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want, not that I haven't felt the feels because I think that's important, but I need to do it through myself. But it was like, um, I was just like, I started to cry because I was like, I need, I need, I like, I just out of the blue, I was crying. And I was like, don't, don't let them see me cry because they're going to be asking me why am I crying, blah, blah, blah. But it was, because I was feeling the feel of the way it feels instead of um, getting angry or using a different emotion, I was using the appropriate emotion of the way I felt instead of because I could have gotten sucked in and um, used another emotion. Mm-hmm. But I think that was, and that's an example of if I was with maybe a different group. It might have been, um, I might not have cried. So it's almost like maybe that helped me to get it out. Maybe that was that stimulus to know what I don't want. And then that way I knew to cry. Whereas if I was with a group that was pretty, um, uh, maybe more spiritually awake, I might have cried because maybe they were being so kind or moving, moving forward and talking about, you know, some nice situations they were having. And I don't know, but I, that's the difference. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're saying. So to uh, put it into words with what we've already talked about with a spiritual awakening, I think the difference of that situation is that from a more spiritually awakened position, mm -hmm. you didn't want to go, you didn't want to let your ego lead you. And if your ego was leading you, you would have been talking about negatively yes. about others that are in the situation yes. with you. Um, right. You would have gossiped. Yes. You would have maybe put people down Yes, um, yeah. to build yourself up mm-hmm. and to make yourself look better, feel better. Mm-hmm. Instead, in a more spiritually awakened sense, at the opposite end of that spectrum, you felt the feels, mm-hmm. you went within, mm-hmm. um, and... It's more of a holding space for the emotion versus labeling the emotion, gossiping about a person, you know. Right, putting it into those areas that you don't want. That's not where you need to be. Exactly. It's a lot simpler than that. Exactly. Because that's just all muck. You know, that's perfect. You you put it into words that I couldn't put into. But yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, just that's to... a symptom of the spiritual path that you're starting to feel Absolutely. things appropriately and you're moving away and you're, you're owning 
And that's a hard thing to do. Yes. Because it is easy to get sucked in to that stuff. And you're like, whoa, this does not. And that's how, you know how you were saying it wasn't making you feel good? Yep. That's how you know, because it'll start to not feel good more and more. It gnaws at you. Yes. And you're like, ugh. You're like, and then, no, no, then it, when it gets really bad, you like, you start to even avoid those people after a while, right? Because you're like, you're becoming so different, and your your energy, and I think that's where your energy starts to change too. Your energy state changes, so it's almost like you're not resonating with that anymore. So it's almost like you're, it's like the mag, a magnet. Yep. You you are repelling against that uh, difference, whereas now you're attracting with the the energy that that um resonates for you that's right so i mean just to sum it up like the ego is the possessive and experiences um itself separate from everything whereas in a spiritual awakening you're more aligning with your higher self and it's a collection it's not separate yes yeah 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 so um yeah so your spirit your higher self which we just mentioned um it's maybe what you think of as your soul if we're talking and you're like okay but what is my higher self Mm -hmm. um it's what you might consider to be your soul um it's your compassion it's your intuitiveness it's your knowingness without thinking um you just you just sometimes know something Mm. though you can't explain why you know it you just know it Mm -hmm. you can't explain how you came to know it you just know it and feel it. Yes. That's your higher self. Yeah. And I think some people will start to um, get almost pictures that come into their mind yep. too. And that's a sign that those people are probably more intuitive than they think. Right. Originally. And because, I, I, like you said, I think it's a talent. We're all born with gifts and and that some people have that knowingness i think everybody has this ability yeah and it just comes in different forms because you're meant to be able to tell yourself what you need to know and learn here yep you know and i mean i agree with you i think everybody has spiritual gifts um and i don't mean that from a religious standpoint but i mean it from a spiritual standpoint as in clairsentience mm-hmm. clairaudience um Clear sentience is like clear feeling. Like you just have a feeling and you know yeah, something knowing without us. knowing why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, clear audience is clear clear hearing. Mm. So maybe you hear a voice or you hear a sound or something and that gives you a clue. Um, or I thought I heard my dad and your dad has passed away. Exactly. Or I thought, or you're like, oh, I, why did I hear that? There was a ringing or whatever, you know, you're like, why did I hear that in that moment? And you have to think about what was going on in that moment to dis- to help you understand maybe it was a message for you to know what kind of path you were supposed to go based on what was going on in that moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point that takes us back almost to the beginning the beginning of our conversation is when you start to become spiritually awakened mm-hmm. It's not a purposeful, okay, I'm going to do A, then I'm going to do B, then I'm going to do C, and now I'm spiritually awake. Mm -hmm. It's almost more a looking back of where you've been to understand why you are where you are are now. Yeah. It's not linear. It's circular. Yeah. If you think of it like that, it's like, you know how they say in quantum theory that 
time really isn't linear. It's actually happening all at ha happening all at once. Right. And it really is. I mean, right. that it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the way I think of it is more like an ocean is it ebbs and flows, right? So as we're going through life, when the waves roll in, mm -hmm. that's us propelling forward through our life. But during a spiritual awakening, um, you pull back mm. and you're able to take a look back at where you've been and, you know, really sit with it and think, how did I get where I am? Why am I here? What have I been through that yeah. has led me to this direction? And then you propel forward again. Yes. And so a spiritual awakening is not just one and done mm -hmm. in my feeling. I feel like we go through bursts of spiritual awakenings all through life mm -hmm. because it's a continual, it's a perpetual learning experience. It's a perpetual awakening of the more you know, the less you know. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, and the more you propel forward and then take a step back and look at it, the more apt you are to just let yourself be in the flow of that mm -hmm. and see where else it takes you. Yes. And if trust that makes it. makes sense. Yeah. And, and trust, trust it. it. Yeah. Because you've been okay so far. Yeah. Because you, and I think that's a big part of spiritual awakening is you learning to trust the unknown. Yeah. And because that I think causes in a lot of anxiety for people and unknown. And once you start to trust the unknown um, and be comfortable in the uncomfortableness, that is another sign that you're kind of awakening. Yeah. Somewhat, it's interesting that when you were just talking, this popped into my mind. So I feel like it's important to say that someone that I love and respect very much has said to me over the past year or so that, you know, I just don't know what I believe. I don't necessarily know that I do or I do not believe in God. Mm -hmm. I do or I do not believe in, you know, whatever, but it's okay that I don't know. Yeah. And it took me a little bit to sit with that and be like, okay, I guess it is okay that you don't know. Because my first, I guess my egotistical reaction is a knee-jerk reaction to say, how can you not believe that there's a, but, yeah, and that's me still needing to clearly work on my, you know, spirituality, my letting go and my understanding of everyone's on their own path. Yeah. To stop with the knee-jerk reactions because yeah. even though they happen less and less frequently now, they still happen because I'm still human. Yeah. You know, living a human existence, a spiritual being in a human existence. But it's okay that this person is okay with not knowing because at the end of the day, what do we know? Mm -hmm. We take our collection of beliefs from our collection of experiences, from what we've been told by our, you know, quote unquote, higher ups or, yeah, you know, our parents, our parents, religion, religious our leaders, teachers. right. Our yeah. gurus, yeah. you know, um, but at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own beliefs and mm -hmm. what you choose to do or do not do with them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think that person is very wise and maybe even a little further ahead than me in looking back at it as far as a spiritual awakening in saying it's okay not to know 
Yeah. And I'm still okay. Yep. But you got to remember, I think it's like a diamond in the rough. There's little facets that we're still chipping off of our, of our soul. Right. That are sticking on there. And that, that person has a facet over here, but that, that facet of yours might be, but you have other facets that are already cleared. Right. You know what I mean? I think there's, I don't think it's like a linear, whether you're going up or down, I think it's round and you're just chipping off the facets to get to the center. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not you're trying to get to a spiritual height. It's like you're trying to get to the spiritual center. Okay. So it's not necessarily, I see what you're saying, not necessarily that one person is further ahead. Yes. It's more just maybe more um, cleared, like you said. Yeah, like they're, right. It makes me think of a geode. That's it. Right? So it looks mm-hmm. like a rock on the outside, mm-hmm. but you chip away, chip away, chip away, yeah. and there are beautiful crystals on the inside. Exactly. You're chipping, because everybody has different things that they're working yeah. on that uh, is around that. And you just got to chip away. That's what they talked about. talk about working on our, when you're working on yourself, you are working on each facet, chipping away to allow the light to come through so you can help others and people see you're shining brightly. But you might, as you're chipping away, you know, you're going to have little spurts of light on all different areas. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And then you're going to have clouds on certain areas. I think we just have to think of it that way. I think it's a perfect way to think of it. I'm always now going to think of that geode and that just mm-hmm. like letting the light come through. Yeah. Um, I think that was in the Celestine Prophecy. I think they talked about that. Did you ever read that book? No. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I think they talked about that we're like, a, and that's because I was trying to remember that imagery that I think it was from that book. Oh, interesting. Said, yeah. See? No mm. such thing as an original thought. No, Everyone has already had it, right? <laughs> so true. <laughs> but, you know, mm. another symptom or aspect of a spiritual awakening is working on your shadow self. Mm. And like you just said, when you're working on yourself, you know, we live, we've talked about it before, and you hear so many people talk about it um, in this work, is we live in a dual universe. So where there's light, there's dark. Where mm-hmm. there's good, there's, I don't want to say evil, but, you know, where there's positivity, there's negativity. Yeah, Let's right. say it that way. Well, there is evil. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just don't like that word. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I guess that's it. That's why I choose to say positivity and negativity um, because that word just kind of gives me like the... I know, I know. You know? Um, But we all have a shadow self. So Mm -hmm. for everything that is good about who we are as a being, Mm -hmm. we have other... For everything that's positive, we have our shadow selves where Mm -hmm. I guess I could say it's negative, but... Sometimes it's more of a um, protection mechanism. Mm. Sometimes it's, I guess the way to explain it is the things that you see in others that make you crazy. Yeah, it's are a mirror. Are the things, uh, the mirror, the things you need to work on on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's your shadow self. Yeah. So as much as you don't want to be around the people who are gossiping mm-hmm. and that makes you crazy, yep. that's something that you continue to have to work on for yes. yourself is not being drawn into that. Yes, right. And it doesn't mean that you're doing it. It's just that you're actively trying to work on that because that's something within you that you realize, oh, I, I, 
I used to do that. Yeah. I used to do this. All right. And you're like, and you have to be real with yourself because it's hurt. It's hurtful to think that you're like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you think, oh God, did I do that? But the fact that you recognize it is the first step because some people don't even know they do it. That's right. And they, and, and not that, and that might not be a thing for some people. Some people are like, oh no, it's fine. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, it doesn't bother them and right. it, because they probably have already worked on it and they can they can go in and out of that negativity and it doesn't necessarily bother them. Do you know what I mean? That's when I think you've you've worked on it because they can they don't ha necessarily hang out with people like that all the time, but what I, what I think happens is once you get to a place where you've worked on it and it's cleared, you can go in and out and then you're coming from a point where you're affecting, your energy is affecting them. Right. And then they're clearing themselves. Yep. Because it's not affecting you anymore because it doesn't bother you anymore. Because you can go in and out of what they're doing and then still be friends and then still come out and then still, still hang out. And that's how you, I think that's how you can tell yeah. that you've cleared it. That's a great description of it. And it's almost like once you've cleared it, like you said, it doesn't bother you anymore. So you can be in that atmosphere and it's almost like you not participating brings up that person's vibration. Yes. So it makes them aware where they may, might have been completely unaware mm -hmm. that that's what they were actually doing. Yeah. That's the energy they were giving off. Mm -hmm when you stop participating in that but can still be in the environment right that yeah. might shed a little bit of light now you're shining your light yeah. on it without a lecturing tone or yeah, a, yeah, yeah. i'm better at this than you are right. kind of a way yes right yeah. and i think it's the fact of you're observing it now whereas mm -hmm. you if you're because there's you wouldn't be able to know the difference between if you were participating in it and that's your energy was that way, yep. you just have you're 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 asleep in right. that bubble. When you're awake, you've come out, you've cleared it because and you can't be awake unless you start feeling that feeling that it's not making you feel good and you start to move away from it. That's the process of clearing it. And then once you're cleared, then you feel like you can go back into that situation and know that it's occurring, recognize it. And, but it's not, it's not bringing up the feelings that you're feel, you felt before. Right. And then, you know, at that moment, I can be in here. I know what's going on. It's no big deal. It's like, you know, let's, then you're making an active position to try to move the conversation in a different direction mm -hmm. because it's not bothering you as much anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like that. This is why I love these conversations because I feel like we're on the same page, like we mean the same thing but mm -hmm. it's nice to hear what your the way you explain it yeah because then it ways. gives me a visual yes right same here yeah we yeah. see it in different yeah which is the whole point of the podcast right is mm -hmm. to to show what we're doing how we're doing it um and it gives us visuals from each other yeah that might give one of the listeners a completely separate visual mm -hmm. but something that they're able to carry with themselves through their life to help mm -hmm. chip away mm -hmm. and clear different shadow sides of themselves. Yes, because that's a big thing is mm -hmm. that clearing those shadow shadow self. Yeah, and once it's cleared, you know, you said you're able to go in and out. I think that's true. You're able to go in and out of a situation, and gossiping is just one example, but mm. it's a good one because I think it's very common for yeah, most yeah, people. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but you're able to go in and out not only 
physically, but also without judgment. Yes. Because you can be in that situation and not sit in judgment of the person who's doing it. Mm -hmm. You are just not participating in that particular conversation. And that's where your light shines. Yeah. You don't really have an emotion. You accept that person for who they are. And you're like, no, I still enjoy being around this person because they have, you know, they're super, super funny, you know, and, and, but, you know, and you know, when your energy starts to go down and you recognize it. So I think it's that whole observation thing for yourself. The awareness. The awareness. Yes. The awakeness. Yes. You can see it for what it is more clearly. And I think that's what happens along the spiritual path as well, is you start to get um, more, you can see things clearer, you can see balance better, you can see someone else's processing better. It's almost like you can disassociate and see it from um, a distance. So right. you can you can make decisions that you need to make, not necessarily for them, because I think if you get too close and you and you want to help that person, I think you can get into a problem if you because then their processing is affecting your starts to affect your processing again. Do you know right. what I mean? I think you can help, but with a uh, um, uh, what is it? Loving detachment. Yeah, you know that's where you're at when you see something, and you're not judging it, but you're doing loving detachment. I think that's when you know you're clear of that particular emotion, but you can help, but in a, in only particular ways, and you'll be able to see that better. You know what right. I mean? Well, and in a different episode, we talked about empathy, compassion, and holding mm-hmm. space, yeah. and the holding space is that place where your ego is checked out of it. Mm-hmm. You're literally holding space for a person to feel their feels mm-hmm. to there's no judgment involved. There's no control over the outcome. Yeah. Um, you're just holding the space. So, you know, like you had talked about in the situation with your group of friends, if you want to cry, you can cry, but there's no judgment over the crying. There's right. no putting anyone down yep. to make you feel better. Mm. It's just, holding space to let the person feel the feels they're going to yes. feel and need to feel right right to propel forward again to yes. keep moving yes and yeah. there's some people i know that if they saw me crying that it would go down that road of you know blame or whatever mm-hmm. to why her, she's feeling this way that blame this and and protection and to protection protect you. yeah because they want it because they and that's their form of helping is, is right but you know, when you see it, then there's other friends who'll be like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you're feeling this way and just be like, okay. And they will they might say, oh, you know, the reason they'll, they may make a comment, but it won't keep going on and on and on and on. Right. You know what I mean? Which is, I, I think that's the difference. Yeah. And I think the difference is, like we just said a minute ago, you're not connected. You're not attached yeah. to the outcome. So there's not a control there of the person who's holding space. You can give all the advice you want to give, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, yeah. 
the person is on their own path. So they're going to proceed forward as they best see how to proceed forward. And as the person holding space, you can't have an attachment to the outcome. Yes. Or now your ego is sitting in judgment Mm -hmm. and you're trying to control the outcome. Yeah. And you talked about this in a previous episode of having a karmic entanglement entanglement yes yeah and now you're entangled with their karma Mm -hmm. you don't want to do that you've got so many of your own shadow things to chip away at yep you can't become entangled in someone else's yeah and that is a hard thing to to know where that line is right but i think that's why we're discussing it to try to explain it and you'll know by the way you feel too yes your intuition would tell you oh, this is a little too much that I'm doing for this person. Or somebody else will say, oh, you know what? I I can't be in this situation right now because this doesn't feel right. Like if I'm with a group of people and then all of a sudden it starts getting really gossipy and then um, uh, say I'm crying or whatever and that I'm going to use that particular situation. If it doesn't stop and you or the way you use yourself as a gauge, if your emotions are starting to not feel what you need to feel and you're starting to feel like a negativity of some sort, once that starts to come in, you know, oh, it's too much now. Yep. We, I, need to, I need to move back, go within, and feel what I need to feel, release it, and then it's gone. And I felt like a different person when I, when I released it. I got into the car, I cried a little bit more, and I was like, okay, I feel okay. Like yeah. I felt a calm that came over me. Good. So it's almost like you needed to feel that feeling. And sometimes you don't know why you're feeling that feeling. You just got to right. do it. And you're like, oh. And then after it happens, you're like, okay, something I had to release. Maybe it's in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously telling me it needs to be done. And it's back to the idea of the ocean again. Is that when the waves are coming in, you might not even realize how far in they've come mm-hmm. till all of a sudden you feel that feeling of, ooh, this isn't exactly right. Yes. And then you pull back again. Yes. So it's like the wave is going back out. You're not participating. You're not part mm-hmm. of it. You've recognized it and you've taken your step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in life, what, is the, what does Buddha say? They say the only thing that's constant is change. Mm. So, yep. Change is always going to occur, and it's how you is if you can adjust. Right. You're always adjusting to your balance, to your center. If you keep doing that, adjusting to your balance, and you using your gifts of um, knowingness, visualizations. If something comes in your head that like, oh, um, I got this visual, or oh, like I got this audio that that, or somebody came came over and started talking to me and interrupted what was going on. That was your clue. Right. That is your higher self or whatever, your guides or whatever you want to believe that is telling you, you need to adjust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take a look for a second. Look around you. Be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Go within. Readjust. And change is hard for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Change has always been hard for me. But that's something that I continue to work on with myself. Oh, I think we all do. Is taking the label off of change is good or change is bad. Mm-hmm. Stop labeling the change and just be able to flow with the change. Mm-hmm. Like you flow. said, flow in the flow. <laughs> um, but to be able to recognize that a change has occurred 
and it's neither good nor bad. Right. Like you said, you just find your balance in the change. Yeah. And now that's your new, your new normal or whatever you yeah. might want to call it. But you just find your balance. Yeah. And then proceed on. Yep. Until the next change. Yep. And then you find your balance again. Yeah. And just try to take the ego, the labels out of it. Mm-hmm. Not good, not bad. Right. It just is. Yep. Yeah. And that's what Emily Fletcher said, uh, resilience. One mm. of her meditations was resilience. And she said, think of it like um, an old person's back is really rigid. And then if something comes along, it could just break their backbone because yeah. they can't. It, it's it's gotten so hard. And, and as you get better at taking on waves of information or things that throw get thrown at you, your backbone starts to become like water Mm. and you just you'll move with it as it goes and and I think I think it's a skill you'll learn to adjust quicker faster with less emotion um, the more you do it the more you recognize you're adjusting and just keep going you Mm. know I like that that's a really good visual Um, so you know at the beginning of a spiritual awakening again, I don't want to say like these 10 things are going to happen because Mm. there can be so many things that happen to so many different people in different ways. But one thing that you and I have talked about in the past is some people are just born spiritually awake Mm -hmm. and we call those people old souls, right? Yes, right. And I always think of the example of my daughter, you know, when she was born, she didn't cry immediately and they put her in my arms and she just looked at us and was like, I know who you are and I know why I'm here. (laughs) And she's always been that way. Mm. You know, it's not that she doesn't have her own shadow things to work on and Mm -hmm. whatever, but it's almost like she was born more evolved Mm -hmm. than some other people, Yeah, you know? And I don't just mean like in our family. I just mean in the collective people. Yeah. Um, She might be more connected to source. Exactly. Some people are just born that way. Yeah. Other people need to put in the work mm-hmm. to reach that yeah. point of their light shining through. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And we're all born at different times and, and you know, as the human race evolves on the planet, I mean, we are all, like all of us have gone through these ages of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and I think those hold their own issues and egos that are put on us in those stages it's Mm -hmm. like what they talk about the indigo children like the one they came in during the 70s to kind of break down the barriers of what was going on and that the indigo children tend to be their personalities tend to be real fighters but they have a lot of stuff they gotta they they, because they had to break the the barriers they get down they're spiritually like exhausted sometimes because they they, but they were making the way for the newer kids to come through like if you believe this like the rainbow and the they call them rainbow in the new age movement rainbow or crystal children which are the ones that are a little more peaceful and they haven't had to go to to break down the barriers so they don't have that gunk on them all already they they because we did it for them so they could come through exactly and do the work they needed to do yep Yep. You know? And while some people are born that way, I don't think that that's the norm for mm. people. So 
frequently um, or most often, I feel like it's a traumatic experience that kind of creates a shift, causes mm-hmm. people to reflect, mm-hmm. and that's the busting open of their spiritual awakening. Yes. That's kind of where they can look back and say, this is where it started. So maybe it's a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, maybe just the environment of a particular generation, mm. um, war. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a lot of spiritual awakening from this pandemic. Yes, agreed. You know, we didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. I think we felt like something was coming, but mm-hmm. we didn't know what. Mm-hmm. We've had conversations about this. That's true. And I've had it with other people. Like, we don't know what's going to shift, but something is coming up. Mm-hmm. Something's going to shift. Yes. So maybe it was the pandemic. Maybe it's a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, it's a death of a loved one or a divorce, an yeah. illness. So something major, a major life event mm-hmm. that kind of puts a little crack in that rock mm-hmm. that lets just a little bit of the crystal shine through. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, wait, there's something else in there. Mm-hmm. It's not just solid rock. And you're either going to cover that up. And not let the sh- light shine through because it's too much. Yep. Or you're going to open that light up. You're going to crack that open wider. Right. And, and see it. That's the awakening. Yeah. So it's anything that happens in your life that forces you to take a look at why you're here instead of who am I. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's your purpose? Why am I here? Instead of who am I? What are my labels? Yes. How successful am I? That kind of a thing. Is that what Eckhart Tolle said? Because is did he say, like, anything about what he, like, have you anything recently about what he feels like is going on with the collective of, like, humanity? I haven't, no. I'd be curious to see what he said. Yeah, now I'm going to have to research that. I know, I have to sometimes in... find interviews and stuff yeah. for him to... I just feel, and comments. I know I mention him a lot, but you know how you just feel more connected to some people yeah, yeah, than yeah. other people? Mm-hmm. He's one of my people. Yeah. He's my people. Yeah, he's your peeps. He's my peeps. <laughs> um, so another symptom of a spiritual awakening might be that you're having more vivid dreams. So it's not just, you know, dreams can just be an unpacking of the day's events. Mm-hmm. So if you think of your mind as a file cabinet, it's almost like putting the day's events in the proper files yes. in your mind. Uh-huh. That's what dreaming can be. But a symptom of a spiritual awakening might be that you're having more vivid dreams, more memorable dreams, mm-hmm. um, more dreams that seem to have meaning to them. Yes. Not just a recollection of the day's events that have now skewed in you, your mind. Do you have one of those dreams that you knew like there was a path that you were following? Hmm. Anything you can, I know I'm putting you on the spot. You're totally putting me on the spot I to have try one. to think back. I was going to say, but I think by you asking that question, you have one right in mind. Yeah. Cause I, I think I told you about this one. I had, um, it was during the pandemic, I think when it just started and there was, it was like I was going through a test and did I tell you it was like this guy in the Japanese like we a group of us were going together they were trying to find a place where they could test us this I was with this tour group or something where we learned something and I don't want to make this too long but we got there it was this big old house and there was all these monks there it was almost like Japanese style monks Hmm. they had like samurai style monks um and 
I don't even know anything about that. I don't know if it was Taoist. I went and tried to look it up because I knew they were costumes exactly. It was the strangest thing. They were wearing like almost like kimonos, but they were black and they had a white. This And each of us went with um, a teacher to do our test. Okay. And the teacher I had, they everybody had masks on. And the teacher, so we couldn't see what they looked like. And it, we weren't masked, so it wasn't like I was thinking of it in the lens of being in the pandemic and was wearing masks. It was that none of us were ma- wearing masks, but the teachers were wearing masks because they weren't supposed to. We weren't supposed to know who the, what their identity was. Okay. And so I had this man who was t- tall, and he had a big scar on his face, and I could tell because I could see the scar popping out from underneath the mask. And um, so he took me, and um, I he attached me to the front of him and I went through this whole like kind of like an obstacle course um inside the house and I was learning something in each section mm-hmm. and um then at the end he swung me around and I was um I had to face this water that was like this this little pond with koi in it and he put his hands down in front of me because I was face down and I, my face was near the water. He put his hands in front of me and he had these black na- this black nail polish on his, on his hands and he put his hands in there and then, and then I was done. And he never said anything to me, just took me back and I, I passed, but I needed, we had to take our clothes off and put new clothes, these clo- robes on that oh. we, in the beginning. So we had to go back and all get our folded clothes. And then I went back and I saw they were all, all the teachers. I had to go into this particular room because my clothes were in there. And I, I'm like, the, all the teachers were in a circle, all looking, and they all looked back at me. And I could, he didn't have his mask on; it was partly off. And I could see the big scar on his face. And I was like, this is so strange. I wrote it down in my journal. Yep. And I knew I, I had learned something or something I was supposed to learn. Um, or I was going to be tested on something mm-hmm. big. And I was like, you know, I think about it and it like my heart kind of skips a beat when I think about it because I almost think I'm being, this is, it was the beginning of telling me I'm going to be tested on something big. Right. And you need to see if you can do this. Yeah. So it's like, it was the weirdest thing. And I remember thinking like, just so strange. And we all, all a bunch of us were going through it. And, I, and it was one person next to me and I was like, I was close to and I wish I remember. I don't even remember who this person was. Yeah. I'm like, darn it. And see, and you felt that, like, you knew when you recalled that dream that it was an important one. And mm-hmm. you wrote it down and it, you knew it really meant something. Yes. Versus just a standard dream. Mm-hmm. I, I do have one that always comes into my mind when I think about something like this. And I can't right now remember even all the details of it or want anyone to have to listen to the whole thing but I somehow was on this it was like a back porch a screened in back porch um, with this older woman and I don't know even where she was from it was almost like she was indigenous of I don't know just somewhere but she was on this old back porch and it was so hot and I remember there being a lot of flies and a lot of whatever. And she offered me food. And I remember not, I was like, no, thank you. Like thinking to myself, like <laughs> all these flies, out. I don't want to get sick. I'm not eating that. 
Mm. And then she took me outside and I had to kneel down and she blindfolded me. <gasps> weird. It was so weird. And then... Because w- I couldn't see either. That's why I forgot to tell you. Oh. I couldn't see in this thing. I only saw the pond at the bottom. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So she blindfolded me and I was having to almost identify things that were on a picture behind me. Having to identify these things on this picture behind me and then she said that's enough and I stood up like blindfold came off I stood up we walked back up onto the porch and she offered me food again and I ate it and I was like okay she's not sick no one's sick I know it's going to be okay there was a tv in the corner but we weren't watching it and I remember being um in the beginning, like, this is so boring. What am I doing just sitting on this person's porch? And then after I came back in to the porch through this whole thing, I sat and I was like, I wasn't bored anymore. I was like, this is good. This is okay. I'm going to eat the food. I feel fine about this. I felt more um, at peace. I felt like I somehow knew something even though I didn't know it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like you had a, some sort of download of information. Yes, like a download gonna... of information. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. I wasn't hot and sweaty anymore. Like everything was okay. And oh, I left this part out. When I was sitting on my knees and after we did that, um, where I had to say the images that I saw, she put her hands on top of my head And I was still on my knees. My head was still bowed down. She put her hands on top of my head, almost like she was saying a prayer or giving me an attunement like in Reiki. Yeah, yeah. And then she said, okay, we're done here. Then we went back up on the porch. And then I was in a place of more knowingness. Interesting. And more just awareness and comfort. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you were blindfolded because I was blindfolded as well. Everybody else was as well. So interesting. Yeah, it's almost like you're, and mine was a physical test, whereas yours was a mental test. Yeah. Like a visual test. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. That's interesting. I know. But again, it goes maybe back to all the gifts that we're giving spirit, given yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Is the gift of sight or the gift of hearing or the, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This is interesting. <laughs> well, so that was example of of some things to know for spiritual uh, symptoms of spiritual awakening. Right. And you pointed out something that's very important is that if you have one of these dreams, write it down. Yeah. Get yourself a little mm-hmm. notebook or a little journal and keep it beside your bed. Because when you wake up, that's when you can recall the most. Mm-hmm. So you want to write down every detail you can remember. Or if sometimes during the day, one little spark of memory of the dream comes mm-hmm. back, go jot that down. Yep. Because like we said, you need to reflect on your past mm-hmm. to understand where you are now and where you're headed yep. in a spiritual awakening. Being able to reflect back and read through these dreams mm-hmm. might point you in a direction that you're supposed to be paying attention to. So, did you write that one down? Did, did you never oh, told me I that Oh, I wrote dream? it down. You I should go read it again. Yeah. I'm going to read mine because there's stuff I've, I forgot. You reminded me once you said, oh, blindfold. I said, yeah, exactly. I, was, I was blindfolded. So add that detail. Yeah. Yeah, just well, like I, know, I, I think it's in the thing. it 
And I was like, oh, wait, the part I forgot is when she put her hands on the top of my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Like, you forget things so easily. Oh, yeah. So you have to go back and write it all down. Yep. So that's important. So um, another symptom of the spiritual awakening is you have a shift in your priorities. So you might have always been like a go, go, go. I've got to get things done. If you need something done, you ask the busiest person in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Um a shift in your priorities, you might not feel the need to be the go, go, go. Mm. It used to be that if they needed a volunteer, I raised my hand Mm -hmm. to the point where my husband looked at me once and he was like, okay, but you need to be home too. You know what I mean? Like volunteering in all three kids' classrooms once a week. And then I volunteered to teach CCD because no one else was in the position and they really needed someone. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. It ended up being a great experience. But my husband at a certain point was like, okay, but we need you at home too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but a shift in the priorities of go, go, go to a desire to slow down a little bit more, mm-hmm. to be able to just be in the feels of it versus always keeping yourself busy. Yep. Um, to just really feel each moment. Mm-hmm. And it might make you start to feel like you're lazy or like you're depressed or, and maybe you are letting a little bit of your laziness come out Mm -hmm. and it feels good to not be go, go, go. Or maybe you are a little depressed, but maybe you're not. Yeah. Maybe you're just in the moment and you don't know how to not be busy at that time. That's something I think we have to learn as a society is how to be in a moment and not be go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And you can do without certain things. I mean, we are in a type right. of society where both parents have to work. It's not an easy, easy right. thing. So that's easy to say. Right. But you can make your choices as far as, like, not doing something just so you can stay home and just do nothing. Or right. just kind of hang out. And, um, you know, I think we're... I mean, I have a whole thought process on it anyway that I feel like we're made to be busy so we won't wake up. So we won't go to our spiritual, you know, and we have to remember that the system is, 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 and that's why this whole pandemic has woken a lot of people up because they realize, oh my God, this busyness has kept me away from what I realize I, I don't need this thing. I don't need this like four car garage. I don't need the the BMW the car. Stuff. I don't need like I just need to have sanity and be able to be calm and be able to enjoy my family that I'm with and try to help. You know, I don't feel like it can help people if I'm exhausted. Right. You know, it's like those those things won't matter. And you know what? Most people don't care. My house is a mess and when I go to somebody else's house, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad." feels real it feels real yeah. yes it's not and i don't think that you're talking about like a filthy home or no no, no. i'm not talking hoarder. about a hoarder i think you just yeah. mean like someone who doesn't feel the need to make everything perfect yeah yep there's going to be some dishes in the sink yeah yeah there's crumbs on your your counter because right. you just made bread or or you I just made toast i or... mean who cares exactly and that feels real yeah and that feels vibrationally like a match to you yes right because it's real it's not putting on an air Right. That's not the ego. Yep. Because yep. that means somebody's wiping that counter every single second. And exactly. I'm like that. Well, and I think that that leads us right into the next thing is a shift in relationships in that a seeming of like letting go of 
the people and the things that don't resonate with you anymore. Mm -hmm. So you do get a shift in relationships as far as friendships or some people get a shift in marriages and either the marriage has changed and so you have to work to put in the work to get back on the same place and find your balance again Mm -hmm. or a marriage dissolves Mm -hmm. and maybe that's part of a spiritual awakening too because you recognize that who you were is not necessarily who you are Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know well i'm hearing that there are so many people that the that there's a need for so many counselors right now and they are backlogged they can't keep up and they need people for the lawyers and mediators are inundated because there's so much shifting going on. I think people like um, my, somebody I was talking to um, was saying uh, they had had to be with their significant other because they're not married. They had been with mm. their significant other. And, and they're actually getting along better. Interesting. Than they were before. Yep. And it's like. It's almost like they realize that's what they needed. Yeah. And it's like everybody has a different thing. And some people go through changes and they, yeah, you just, it's, it's just very, these times are very changing so much because people, I think, are shuffling through their stuff so quickly. Yeah. And they're realizing these awakenings are happening everywhere. And it's okay. And it is okay. Mm Yep. 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 You try to go through it consciously yeah, in a kind way. And I think in um, a lot of our conversation, we've hit on some of these other symptoms like a gravitational pull towards those who vibrate higher, mm-hmm. um, not sitting in judgment, um, jealousy or gossip, a natural propensity towards intuitiveness. Yes. Um, a greater desire towards service. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about before, you know, this idea of being in service to other people helps raise your vibration Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean peace corps service which of course is amazing but again it's getting an elderly person's trash bins and bringing them up or little things it's the little things that are in service to others um and i we just want to remind everyone that as you're developing and as you're awakening spiritually, that it can be a very lonely place. Mm-hmm. It can be almost feel depressing because you feel like, okay, where do I fit now? Yeah. Um, you don't vibrate with the same people you necessarily used to vibrate with. Um, and that doesn't mean you won't come back into alignment with those people when you're able to be with those people without the judgment. But you kind of feel lonely and you kind of feel like, Maybe people don't understand me or maybe I'm afraid to say this out loud Mm -hmm. because people will judge me or whatever. It's lonely, but just remember we're all on our own path. Yeah. And a lot of people are heading in the same direction you're heading in. And And you don't even know. You don't even know. And I try to think of it as I used to not say that I was taking mediumship classes and I was... Um, attuned to Reiki and all these things because of judgment and then one day it hit me like if I'm living my authentic self Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say it and maybe if I've got the courage to say it out loud Mm -hmm. that's gonna help someone else 
And you know what? I don't care about other people's judgment. Yeah. Because we're not vibrating in the same place anyway. Yeah. Good so point. it's okay. Yeah. So I found when I was able to let that go and release mm-hmm. it, I don't care about it anymore. And I've got that gravitational pull more towards other people. Yeah. And when I stopped caring about that as much, I think that's when you and I started talking more. And mm-hmm. that's when a class with John Holland and Janet Nohovac popped up one day, just seemingly out of the blue. I just came across it and was like, I have to go to this. Yeah. You know, and I just knew that this was my next step. Yeah. And those next steps will start to show themselves the more honest you are with yourself about where you are, if that makes sense. Yep. Well, you were saying that you're, you, I'm in a different stage than you are. I'm a little bit more quiet about it. And, and that, that's okay. And that, that's, I was just going to say that. We know that about each other. So it's almost, and it's okay because we do realize everybody's on their path. You know, you and I are on a different path as far as um, what, what, we've cleared away on that facet. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it, it'll, so wherever you are is fine. We're, you know, we hold space for each other and we hold space for other people just to That's right. keep, you know, keep going, you know, just if you do what feels right in the moment and the time will come when you know it's the right time. That's right. You know? Yep. Yep. And it's not always easy. No. But if you can pull back and go within and understand why it's not easy, mm-hmm. it helps you to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and just, you know, we want to remind everyone to just continue to protect their energy because yeah. when you're going through the spiritual awakening, it becomes very important to protect your energy Yeah. because you can feel so lonely. Yes, I agree. Yeah. For sure. So I know that we've run way over in time and maybe you've had to stop the, um, the podcast and come back to it, but all of these points just felt very important to get across mm. to everyone. So we're just trusting that, you know, this was the right, the right order of things today. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know we could talk on and on today about this topic, which clearly we have done, but I think we should end it there and just remind you as you go through your week, no matter what happens, Remember to say, darling, so it goes, and just keep moving forward. And don't forget to go within. Have a great night. Good night.